Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 275 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. How the hell are you guys doing today? Oh, looking over, it is what? Uh, today's Thursday? Yeah, I think today's Thursday, February 11th, 2021. So now that we know what time it is, what are we going to do? <laughs> I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box. Uh, always glad to have you guys along for the ride. Uh, it's Yeah. Uh, tits it's friday over on the other side of the world where you're from so yeah, we got some catching up to, to do over here in the americas <clears throat> tits pointing out that over in australia it's already friday which means it's really really far away geographically speaking i don't mean time speaking <laughs> anyways uh you guys know the routine i'm just gonna make shit up and talk along with it if you want to call in and talk about my bullshit you're more than welcome to if you want to call in and talk about your bullshit, I'm more than happy to talk about that as well. If you're too shy to call in, type stuff into the chat box and I will try to respond, but be warned, I'm really shitty at that. So here we go. Uh, let's see. On a personal note, uh, as always, we start the show with my personal shit to try, try to drive away all the casual fans. <laughs> uh, let's see what, what happened today. Uh, not much. It's kind of a not much do, not much kind of day, which I like. I like not having much to do, being a lazy person. Uh, it's bad for me. I do know that I work better on a schedule with, and you know, and all that good stuff, but, uh, I sure don't like having one. <laughs> uh, did yoga again today. As I've mentioned before, moving away from the weightlifting a little bit to get my back in a better position than it's been recently. And I don't know, maybe I'm just done with weightlifting. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, I am optimistic because the first time I started to do yoga, I was, uh, basically your stereotypical skinny fat person. I had no muscle at all and I was starting to get a gut. Um, so when I got in the shape of DDP yoga last time uh, and lost all that weight, I looked really fucking skinny because I was really skinny. I was in good shape, but I was really skinny. I'm hoping uh, the fact that I've managed to build a little bit of muscle uh, before switching back over to yoga with the weightlifting that I will be able to maintain that. I won't look so ridiculously thin when I get in the shape of yoga. Cause that's basically why I stopped doing it last time. It burns so many calories, uh, that, you know, I guess I look good if you like really, really skinny people. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping the, but from what I understand, uh, yoga or DDP yoga anyways, is pretty good for maintaining muscle mass. Uh, it's just not, you know, super duper good at building a lot of it past a certain point. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And the hacker said, Jay is the first guy to go on and try and quit weights for yogurt, yogurt. <laughs> yoga not yogurt yogurt's delicious um yeah maybe uh no actually that's not true at all uh there's a whole bunch of uh success stories from ddp yoga people because it's not all just fat people get getting uh, into shape using the yoga it's a lot of them are people that are uh have hurt themselves um and are using the yoga to get back into shape that way so you see a lot of like the professional wrestlers uh have uh used it to get themselves back into shape i'm sure that once they're feeling better they stop doing yoga full-time and go back to lifting weights mostly and just with a little bit of yoga in there to keep their back all right. But it does happen. Anyway, so regardless. Uh, so yeah, that's what uh, was going on with me for the morning. Other than that, I didn't do shit really. Oh, play my bass some. I'm trying to uh, play it more often or every day. That's my goal, at least a half hour every day. Should be more, but... Um, I feel like I'm improving a little bit. It's it's depressing to be um, not a, as good at something as you used to be, but that's kind of how it is with anything that requires a lot of consistency to get good at. <clears throat> like one of the reasons I, 
it didn't bother me that much to switch from weightlifting to yoga is because I'm not anywhere close to how strong I was last time I was weightlifting before I got sick. So despite, despite the fact that I've been, you know, doing a pretty good routine for almost a year. So that, that's depressing. It's hard to, uh, uh, maintain motivation. So, um, it was kind of, a, kind of a lot easier for me to switch over to yoga, uh, that way, because fucking, you know, I wasn't getting the results I wanted in the uh, first place. <clears throat> But hopefully the yoga will work out and all that good stuff. Uh, but the reason I brought that up again was because it's the same thing with the bass right now. Uh, I haven't played it in a while. Like I've neglected it for like basically the last two years. Um, but before that, I played it pretty actively. And I'm in the unique position that I can see exactly how much I suck at bass compared to how I used to be because I'm playing that Rocksmith system, which thoughtfully keeps track of every song that you've ever played how you, what your best score was and all that stuff. So like I can go and play a song now that I scored a hundred percent, which all it means is you didn't miss any notes. Uh, and depending on the song that might be impressive or might not be impressive, but I can go back to songs where I was scoring like 98, 99%. Like I was only missing a couple of the real hard notes and now I'm scoring like 95 or 96%. So I'm scoring substantially lower. So I'm missing way more notes than I was the last time I tried to play it. And it's because I wasn't being consistent with my playing. Uh, anything like uh, lots of things are like that. I think you, uh, any, a lot of stuff that has any kind of, um, physical thing to it. And I guess, you know, uh, the, uh, definitely. And for the mental part as well, I guess it, lots, lots of things. If you don't practice it, you don't stay good at it. Um, <laughs> So, and that's, I guess, so that's not really surprising, but it is disappointing, obviously, to uh, go back to something that you used to be reasonably good at, and you're not so good at it anymore. Uh, with the yoga, it hasn't been that bad, although I've noticed that uh, my cardio is shit now. I was under the mistaken belief that weightlifting would help your cardio at least a little bit, and apparently not, because <laughs> uh, yoga is, yeah, I, mean, I don't know, it, it's hard to call it cardio, because I mean, when, when people say cardio, you know, and you say cardio, you imagine jumping jacks or running and, uh, you know, or cycling or all these, you know, high aerobic activities. But, but then you say fucking yoga and people are like, no, that's not obviously not cardio. And that's kind of how it feels to me. Cause I never get, Oh my God, I can't breathe. I'm so wore out. You know, <gasps> but on the other hand, it is getting my heart rate up into like about 130 bits, beats a minute for a half hour straight or a 45 minute straight or you know which is right there in the range where you're supposed to be for cardio so it's a weird feeling for me to know i'm getting okay cardio from where my heart rate's at but i don't feel any of the lung things if you if you guys know what i'm saying because yeah like when you jog for a long time or like do you do any of those or uh aerobic type exercises for a long time and by, by a long time i mean like practice wise, like you run for jog for five years or something like that. Um, when you jog, you know, I, I've jogged before, obviously, and you feel it in your lungs, it gets harder and harder to breathe. And, you know, and that's the sort of thing that I assume that the more you jog that the, the easier that gets. Uh, but I don't feel that at all when I'm doing yoga, I never, you know, or like when you're cycling at full out or any of those things that you do to like, uh, at, at a high rate to get cardio. You know, I'm talking about how it makes you, your lungs feel like it's as you go along, it gets harder and harder for you to feel like you're getting oxygen in. Uh, and I don't get that with yoga at all. So it's hard for me to take it serious as cardio 
despite the fact that the numbers say that 100% is like back when I was into it hardcore, I was doing like an hour and 10 hour and 15 minute workout that would burn according to the, like the chest trap heart rate monitor, like a 1100 calories. And if you're burning a, a basically a thousand calories an hour, you're doing some fairly serious fucking cardio. <clears throat> so, uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that uh, that holds true for other activities. Cause right now my cardio sucks for fucking everything. Literally fucking everything. <laughs> Excuse me. Plus I might have COVID. <laughs> I am not sure. I don't think I have COVID. I've just had a bad cough the past couple of days, but I feel fine. I'm not, you know, I honestly don't think COVID is, gives you a cough. Does it? it gives you a whole bunch of other stuff. I've never heard like a cough being one of the symptoms. So. Tits says he's never counted calories. Uh, I don't uh, do it on a consistent basis, but basically because I already know how many calories I'm taking in on an average day. Uh, but for a while, I was keeping track of it uh, because for DDP yoga, and I, I don't, I assume this probably holds true for other types of yoga, although I've never did them. You, knowing what your heart rate is is kind of important because you're doing like isometric resistant exercises while you're doing the yoga to keep your heart rate up. And if you're not familiar with isometric exercises, basically you're using your muscles and resistance against each other. Uh, like, you know, uh, he, he says, you know, like, you know, for example, he'll say, you know, like move your arms forward, like you're moving them through clay or, or cement, you know, so you're actually putting pressure against yourself as you're doing the move and that helps raise your heart rate. But until you're at least really familiar with how your body feels, you need to be able to see the heart rate to make sure that you're in the right zone. Because a lot of times you think you're busting your ass. You look down, you're actually at like 109, 110 on your heart rate. So then, you know, you know, you, you know, you need to engage your muscles a little bit more or maybe get deeper into that pose or whatever to get that heart rate up there where you want it. I've been doing yoga off and on for like six years. I know what my body feels like when I'm doing it the right way. So I don't, I haven't want more heart monitor in years, but for a while I did. So, and I have, I look back on my Facebook memories because of course I posted all that shit every day and annoyed everyone I know on Facebook with it. Uh, and I've seen the other, right. The, uh, workouts I was doing back then. And I couldn't do come close to fucking some of those now. Uh, but I f feel like at least with yoga, I might be able to get back to that ability level with the weightlifting that's starting to feel more and more that, uh, that I'm not, that I'm not going to be as strong as I was before I got sick. And there's not much I can do about it. What's up, Bubba? Sorry, kitten's whining. <laughs> so, and I'm slow, slowly coming to grips with that because it, it sucks. I don't, you know, I, I wasn't huge or really strong or anything that by that means, but I was finally for, for the first time in my entire life being noticed for being in shape. You know, I had, I was starting to have people make comments. I had a cousin, you know, come up to me at a, at a family event and go, Hey dude, you know, looking pretty big. I'm like, well, I'm trying. And, you know, and I'd never had that in my life. Even before I, you know, I became middle-aged and skinny fat, I was just skinny. No one has ever made an athletic comment about me in, in my entire life. Deservedly so, because I was basically a stick figure for most of my life. Went from a stick figure to a stick figure with a pot belly to, you know, burning off all the fat with the yoga and still be looking stick figure-ish and then starting lifting weights. So, and you can dude, fucking, if you don't think you get, uh, treated differently because of how you look, you're a fucking idiot. I can guarantee you. <laughs> I know this on several different levels. Uh, for, uh, mo you know, I got treated better once I got myself in the better shape uh, on multiple different levels. Um, and, uh, when I had my teeth fixed, totally different that, you know, I mean, a lot of that was probably me since I never smiled at anybody, 
but having nice teeth has made a huge difference in the way people treat me. Uh, random comments, fucking, you know, just the whole nine yards. So, I, you know, I do appreciate having that done. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll see what you guys are talking about in the chat box. Add cardio to your weights, Jay. Uh, the answer to better cardio and maintaining muscle isn't yoga. You'd be surprised, dude. Yeah, I think you'd be surprised. Uh, I mean, like, look at DDP. Go look at Diamond Dallas Page. He's old as fuck, dude. Um, and he swears up and down he hasn't lifted weights in decades. And he still looks pretty muscular and in shape. So, uh, <clears throat> and I know you've done it before, but you haven't done it, you know, at the correct level. If I remember correctly, you, uh, you said something about doing it for a while and then quit. And anyways, I, and I realize what you're talking about. I'm agreeing with you that it doesn't feel like it's, it should be really good cardio, but the, the basis of the cardio thing is the heart rate, correct? If it's getting your heart rate up into a certain rate and keeping it there, from what I understand, that's going to work your cardio regardless of what the type of exercise you're doing is. Uh, of course, the second part of that is obviously you want to do exercises that being, uh, that uh, you know, build muscle, but as long as you're getting your heart rate up into that range, isn't cardio cardio? Uh, and I'm just talking about the, uh, um, you know, just the health effects of cardio. Um because it feels like it's two different things. There's the health effects of cardio. Oh, you've got a great heart rate up. You, get, you have good cardio. And then more of what you guys are talking about on the chat box where it's, you know, the cardio that actually helps. <laughs> what I guess what I need to do is uh, get really into really good shape with uh, yoga again and then see how my general cardio works out for different things. You know, like uh, I'll, I'll kick it back up to five days a week of yoga for about six months and and then i'll go to try to sex up my wife and i'll let you guys know how it goes <laughs> so we'll so we'll, yeah we'll, we'll see if that's improved or not uh and maybe some other things i'm sure there are other other ways we can measure how where my cardio is at as well so that that can be a thing now right yeah we'll do we'll do that i need to have some sort of starter right now to see how how i am in shape cardio wise uh you guys got any suggestion for something simple and easy to check some sort of exercise or whatever, or something I could attempt to see where my cardio is at. And then later on, uh, after I've done a whole bunch of yoga for a while, we'll see if my cardio is any better or the same, or even possibly worse because I have only stopped lifting weights like a couple weeks ago. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Jog, run a mile, heavy bag. I don't have a heavy bag. Um, I could jog jogging and running is, uh, are things I can do. Uh, although, um, my feet suck. Um, I'd be amazed if I could run a mile. I can jog a couple miles, but I'd be amazed if I could just like flat out full speed run a mile. I don't think I could do it. Uh, I'm not sure if I could. Burpees. There you go. There's a good one. So uh, maybe tomorrow morning, I'll, what, how you guys think I should measure it? Just uh, do as many fucking burpees as I can and count the number. Um, I don't know, but the burpees use a whole bunch of different muscles. So that seems more like... Uh, yeah, just a punching bag. I do have that uh, silly ass Wave Master punching bag that uh, um, that I could try. So just do sixty seconds intervals of hitting it, uh, and then see how many I can get uh, before I before I need to stop. You know, sixty seconds and like a fifteen second break, sixty seconds, fifteen second break, something like that, and see how many of them I can get in there. Yeah, we'll do something like that. I know I'll figure out something. You know, it's got to be something that's got to be more you know like endurance based than than strength based, obviously though. Excuse me, I gotta get a drink of water. I am parched. So, my wife has felt like shit for all this week, even though she keeps on going to uh, work. Uh, she had the day off today, and 
oh, she went to bed like four hours ago. <laughs> she got up briefly just before I did my show, just to make sure I was okay. But I think she's back in bed again. So I, I think she's kind of feeling poorly, which is a bummer. You don't really want your loved ones to be feeling sick. Uh, but I hope I don't catch it. As you guys know, I've got a little coffee cough going, but I don't feel bad. So that doesn't really bother that much. She says I'm hacking and wheezing at night, but I can't hear it. So <laughs> that sounds like her problem. <laughs> uh, oh, prison burpees is prison guys. Guys do 113 burpees every day and are yoked, but you have to do the push up part in the burpee. Don't puss out on the push up part. Yeah. Well, that is one of the things I like about this yoga routine is it does include push ups. So it makes me feel like I'm at least trying to get a little bit of, uh, a strength in me. And I've mentioned it before, they're the timed push-ups. So you start up in the re regular push-up position, then you lower down, but not all the way down, but you, know, but you lower into what I think they call that an alligator position uh, over the course of a amount of time, either three, five, or 10 seconds. And the 10 second ones are rough, uh, but like for a three, three, three uh, second one example, they'll start you out in the, in the you know, sit up, excuse me, push-up position, and it'll go three, two, one, hold it. Now you hold it there. For three, two, one, push back up. Three, two, one. All right, now everybody down. Three, two, one, hold it. Three, two, one, and then all the way down. So then that's one push up. So, so when people say that, you know, um, yoga isn't rough, that, that's fucking rough. I, I was doing, the, I, I believe, uh, the Diamond Cutter is the name of the uh, 52 or 54 minute one I, that he has. And at the end of that, they have a 10 second push up. And I was really happy with myself the day that I could pull off a 10 second push up. I'm not sure if I can do one now. I bet you I could do at least one or two, but uh, yeah, and those are rough, dude. For all you people uh, at home who are judging me, I feel you judging me. I can feel it. Uh, go ahead and try a 10 second push up. I just described how it was done. Go ahead and kick that shit out. Let me and let me know how it works out for you. Don't embarrass the ones with weak ass burpees. Okay, if I, you know, I, I've never done a burpee in my life. Well, I don't know, maybe I did. You know what? I think they made us do them in the army. Uh, that was back in like 90 or 90, no, I'm saying 91 or 92. Maybe was that 93? I can't remember when I was in there. It wasn't that long. Um, so I don't know if they made us do burpees. I, I remember mountain climbers being a thing. I got punished with mountain climbers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think I'm sure I've told this story before. Um. But we were out on in the field, and so one of the things that they do is they have you all set all your tents up, you and your, uh, you know, bunk buddy, uh, each share a tent. So you get, each of you carries in like half the stuff you need to set up a tent. So then once your tent's set up, you have to put all your supplies in your tent, and everything needs to be in, in the exact right spot. You hit this thing goes here, that thing goes there. The army is quite uh, like that. I don't know if they slack up on you after basic training, but when I was in there, they were really, really kind. Of, they had really firm ideas about pretty much everything like like your locker at bat, you know uh in you know in the barracks uh, everything you owned had to be in a certain spot everything had to be folded a certain way in a certain spot so, so you know basically you weren't allowed to use anything <laughs> uh but when we were out in the field same thing applies so you had to put all your stuff here and they even you know and to make it all realistic they even give you your rifles and everyone has you know the same rifle for their entire routine my rifle number was 47 um still remember uh, and, uh, so, you know, 
I'm in my tent, you know, the, uh, my roommate, like being a competent soldier, uh, had already taken care of his shit and was going over to the area that we needed to report to you once your shit was ready. Well, my shit wasn't ready because I was slow and not very good at this. So, so I'm in the, I'm in the tent and I'm, I, and I'm on my knees and, you know, you're supposed to keep your weapon with you at all times. Uh, but you know, it kept on getting my way. So, but I knew that you know, I had to keep track of it. That'd be a bad thing if it went up missing. So I put my, uh, rifle on the ground. And then I put my knee through like the, the shoulder strap, you know, uh, so that as long as that knee was down, there's no way that rifle could go anywhere. So I proceeded to get my shit done. Well, at some point, apparently I must have leaned a little to the right and lifted my knee because uh, I, I'm sitting there working and uh, God, who was it? I can't remember most of the people's names anyways. One of the other privates sticks his uh, head in my tent and he goes, Hey, Lumpy. I'm like, yeah, what's up, Bob? He's like, dude, uh, what's your rifle number? I'm like, my rifle number's 47. And he's like, oh, dude, Drill Sergeant's got your rifle. I'm like, no, he does. Look down, it's fucking gone. Apparently, Drill Sergeant went to the front of my tent and sat there and watched me for a while. Uh, I, I found this out later on. And at the opportune moment, reached in and snatched out my rifle. So I had the uh, really fun, fun, fun task of going up to the Drill Sergeant and asking for my rifle back. Uh, that dude, if you want, you, you want to talk about a stressful situation, knowing that you, you, you're, you've, uh, gotten deep shit with someone who's not very nice at all and, and tends to overreact, it seems. So, and so I went up to drill sergeant. I go, uh, drill sergeant, I believe you have my rifle. He goes, uh, what's your rifle number? Uh, private. I go, uh, 47 drill sergeant. He goes, that is correct. I do have your rifle drill, uh, private. Why do you think that is? <laughs> I can't remember what I said. I think it was something like, uh, uh, I, because I made a mistake drill sergeant. <laughs> and I, I can't remember what he said after that, but he made me do mountain climbers in, in, uh, in the mud until I had done, dug a couple trenches. I think it was probably about a half hour of them. So, uh, that was a, that was a, a bummer. <laughs> uh, let's see what you guys talking about. Wolf Colin and, and library should get him on the show. Jay, get who on the show? Uh, I, did I miss something? I'm looking up. Oh, you guys said way too much shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jay, you did. No, I'm confused. I'm trying to read back in the chat room and think about what I've said in the last five minutes and match up your comments, and it's not working out at all. <laughs> you guys feel free to give me a call. I'm sure that bo story is boring the first time i've told it and i'm relatively certain that's probably like the third time i've told that on the show so oh let's see what they're talking about oh okay well i don't do politics but this isn't kind of nerd stuff too so i guess it qualifies um did you guys see the uh gina carino stuff oh to get the guy that took my gun uh fucking dude that, that's a, some drill sergeant that i knew 30 something years ago i can't even remember which one it was i want to say it was the santos Oh, no, might be a drill sergeant Merrill. I can't remember the third one. Yeah, but I can't get those people on the show. I don't know. I don't know where they are. They might be dead. Um, but yeah, anyways, you guys see this Gina Carino stuff, um, which uh, I don't really want to get in too much because of the political part. But goddamn, the, I, I, all I'm going to point out is, is the stupidity part because uh, I don't get into politics. But anybody with a bit of sense should know that if you are a public figure, you shouldn't be talking about stuff like that. Uh, yes, everyone has freedom of speech, you know, but, there, uh, I 
completely support that, but you need to have a little sense in your head. You, you're working with Disney for fuck's sake, a, a company that wants zero controversy. Um, you know, uh, wait until you retire to talk about all that political shit or keep it to yourself. Or, and this is something that I posted on, a, on the OG about if you, if you're a famous person and you really want to talk politics, make a fucking fake account, make a fake account and tweet away or Instagram away or whatever the fuck you want to do and po- talk about politics all you want. And of course they're going to say, Oh, well, you know, if a fake account, I don't have the reach and the, you know, and the authority that, you know, to reach people that I do as a, as a famous person to which I respond, fuck you. <laughs> that's, that's the exact problem with the fucking world today. Celebrity people thinking that they should have a better opinion than anybody else. You're one person. Your opinion is as valid as anybody else. Uh, but they, they start to think that because they're a famous person, they think everyone should know their opinion and they don't, they shouldn't. That's why it doesn't never bothers me when I see someone get uh, fired for all this political bullshit or whatever it is, because fuck you, dude, <laughs> you shouldn't have been talking that shit. You're using, you're using your celebrity as an advantage in a political situation. See you, uh, if you wanted to be fair about it, if you really thought that your points were valid and correct you have no problem at all posting them using a fake account because if your valids or if your points are correct it shouldn't matter where it's coming from but of course it does matter where it's coming from so i have no sympathy for anybody who gets fired for posting shit on their twitter <laughs> having that been said please don't look at my twitter and get me fired <laughs> that would be a bummer i don't think i've ever said anything horrible um, and don't get me wrong. I'm not for this entire going through people's Twitters and firing them for shit that they said. And I, and I really think that there should be, uh, um, some sort of, uh, statue of, uh, limitations on like how far you can go back and make, you know, like if you say something dumb today, well, yeah, you're going to get what you deserve. You know what the climate is like around here in 2021, you know, keep your shit to that self yourself. But if you go back on a celebrity's Twitter back to like 2007 and something stupid or racist, he said, because he was an idiot and the, the climate was different back then. I don't, I don't believe in that at all. I don't, I, I think that is bullshit. It shouldn't happen. But for the celebrities making comments now on social media, media, I don't really have much sympathy for you. If it fucks you up, there you go. Any, any comments on that? Anyone want to call in? If you guys are even paying attention to what I was saying, it seems like you guys are talking about a completely different topic than me in the chat box. And I've mentioned this before, but for those of you who are listening at home, you're missing out. Uh, the studio audience for the Underground Live is the best part of the show. Um, it, it, it really can't be described. You have to come in, come in and experience it yourself. So tomorrow, don't listen to me pre-recorded. Come in here live. I'll be back at six o'clock. You guys know. <laughs> anyway, I still got a half hour today to do, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. All right, you guys got anything? No? All right, let's go and see what's over at the OG. <laughs> Someone asked me the other day, uh, uh, they said my podcasting seems to be a bit different lately. They're like, are you not smoking as much wax as you, as you used to? And to be honest with you, no, it's the exact opposite. I'm smoking more than ever. I think I've developed such a fucking tolerance for it now that it sounds like I'm sober all the time. <laughs> and seriously, I mean, like, I, I think it was last Friday show or last Saturday show. So 
uh, someone posted that, oh, Jay must be sober today. And I'm never sober. Fucking from the second I get up to the second I go to bed. You guys have never heard me do a podcast sober because it's probably never going to happen. Uh, but I have noticed over the last week or two, uh, clarity returning to the body, despite the fact that I'm smoking a lot. And I think I've just finally outsmoked my fucking uh, tolerance, you know, so uh, which means I should probably quit, really. Cause that's what you're going for when you smoke stuff. You want, you, you want that high. And uh, while well, I, I still get that a little bit, not nearly as much. So maybe I'll try to quit smoking weed and maybe monkeys will fly out of my ass. Both of those things are probably not going to happen though. <laughs> All right. Let me see. Let me find something to talk about. Oh, uh, let's see. Someone's been eating so much corned beef hash lately. See, that's why I love the OG. <laughs> it's those hard-hitting topics you guys ever had corned beef hash i love me some corned beef hash corned beef hashes might be the perfect food uh canned of course um because nothing beats the can hormel corned beef hash for those who are not familiar with what the fuck i'm talking about uh it's corned beef that's ground up into like dog food consistency and then they put like either shreds or little cubes of potatoes mixed in with it and then you uh and then you throw it into like a pan, preferably cast iron, but whatever will work. And you fry that shit. Some people make it into a big fucking patty and, you know, and, and only cook one side of it. Some people try, some people like chop it up the, in the bits with their spatula and push it around a lot. There's a whole bunch of different ways you can cook it. Um, and, but it's fucking delicious. Uh, it's salty as fuck. You gotta get used to that. And it goes great with fucking like eggs over easy. Um, maybe some toast as well. Uh, corned beef hash is a great fucking breakfast thing. Um, so if you don't have it in where you're from, which I imagine is the case for some of you guys, because you guys are international, uh, definitely see if you can get it. It's, it's gotta be Hormel. Uh, if it's not, all the other flavors taste a little bit weird. Jiu-Jitsu's pointing that out. Uh, so he's a smart guy who definitely knows what talk- he's talking about. Uh, it smells like dog food. Yes, it does. It looks like dog food until you fry it up crispy. Um, and... And oh, John Targaryen saying his wife makes it from scratch, makes the corned beef and cuts it up with sweet potato and onion fries. Oh, yeah, I, I, a lot of them have onion in it, too, not just the potatoes, and fries it up on a cast iron skillet. Oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, a homemade corned beef hash. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, <laughs> if you can get some of that, that's got that's always amazing. Uh, but if you're going canned, and, and some people actually like the can better than the homemade because they, they like the consistency of it. Uh, because like sometimes if you go to lots of different diners and their corned beef hash, sometimes it's the can, sometimes they make it themselves, which sometimes means it's good, sometimes not, depends on how they're doing it. So Hormel is always the same every fucking time. Um, yeah, so I would definitely recommend the corned beef hash. Oh, we do, you know, corned beef hash is so good. We serve it at the country club I work at. Um, uh, yeah, so even rich people like corned beef hash. I th- like one of uh, one of the things is uh, corned beef hash, two poached eggs, and a toast. And uh, which is the first time I've ever had poached eggs before, by the way. That was interesting. Um, uh, I don't even know how they fucking prepared them, so I don't know what the poaching men meant. But they were kind of like soft boiled, almost. You know, they're kind of, kind of, but kind of not. So they were they were good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on from corned beef hash, let's see what else we got to talk about today. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not going to be much of a topic, but did you guys see that uh, lawyer who was doing a Zoom meeting uh, like with, at, for the courthouse? It was like the judge, him, and another lawyer. 
and uh, he couldn't figure out how to turn off the cat filter on his Zoom. As a matter of fact, I, I guess at first he didn't even know it was on. So if you look like the Zoom at the Zoom meeting, it's uh, the judge, a lawyer, and a fucking cat. <laughs> I didn't even bother to watch the video because I knew it was going to be be pointless. But I guess some of the quotes are, I am here. Uh, I'm, I'm live. I'm not a cat. <laughs> uh, fucking hilarious. See, I knew that wouldn't be much of a topic. But... Oh, there you go. There's the other one. The other thing I saw on the internet today, which was not nearly as funny. Um, apparently down in Texas, I don't know which part of it, uh, they're having a, a pretty bad ice storm. Um, and in addition to the ice storm, like the temperatures there are a lot lower than they normally are. And they're having lots of issues of black ice, which is fucking racist, but with black ice, um, which is doubly bad in Texas because they're not used to ice at all. So in addition to not knowing how to drive on it, they also, a lot of them probably have tires that are not suitable for that sort of shit. Cause like you can't get away with, running your tires far past their their life here in michigan uh michigan will make you pay for that shit but like in those dry area states where you don't get a lot of rain and you never get snow you can like let your tires go way farther uh because you know get get all bald because you don't really need all that traction on tarmac you throw a little ice on there though and all of a sudden you're ice skating and I've watched a couple of videos today of a ridiculously bad pileup that happened there uh they're they're saying it's over a hundred cars and uh and it's at least five people dead um and you hear about those things there every once in a while and but most of the time it's that i've seen this sort of thing it's because there's heavy fog and there's just a wreck up ahead that no one can see because of the fog so after a certain amount of people build up it, it just kind of stops uh this it didn't stop because the visibility was just fine you could see all this shit happening in real time and nobody could fucking stop and so and it was horrifying it's bad enough when you see like you know uh, I, the first video i saw there's already whole, uh, a couple few cars there i couldn't tell you how many but there's already a build up there you could see a semi and then as you're watching two or three cars and trucks just slide into the back of the semi and then each other at basically full speed bang 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 and you're like oh god dude i hope those guys are all right uh, and then I start wondering, what do you do at that point? You, you've just been in an accident. You're kind of dazed. Now someone immediately slams into the back of you. Then like two seconds later, it happens again. Do you get out of that car? Do you stay in that car? In this case, they should have got out of the car because the next thing that slid up was another fucking semi. And it literally threw these cars in the fucking air when it came slamming in. It was horrifying. And I assume I just watched at least one of the five deaths that they're reporting. Um, but what do you do if you're that guy? You don't know what's going on. You might be dazed because you were just in an accident and then another accident and then another accident. In reality, you have about five or 10 seconds to get out of that car and get into the, into the other median before the next round of fucking death comes in. Um, and that's fucking terrifying. I, it's, it's reached a point where I don't even want to go outside in the fucking winter, much less driving around. And those poor schmucks, they're in Texas. They weren't expecting that kind of thing at all. Uh, you know, I don't know. What do you guys, what do you guys think in your, in that situation? You know, um, you just slid into somebody, then somebody slid in the back of you and somebody slid in the back of you like 10 seconds later. 
Uh, there's people literally coming in every 10 to 15 seconds. I think 30 seconds was the longest I counted before someone hit in the back of that. And most of them were coming in two or three at a time. What do you do? Would you have jumped out? I mean, there was a very narrow window where you might've did that, but there's also a whole bunch of spots where if you jumped out, you were catching the next car in the fucking face. So, uh, Oh, sorry. It, it disturbed me a lot more than I thought it would when I watched it. I, I, I try to avoid that kind of thing. I kind of have a morbid curiosity and that sort of things, but I stop myself most of the time. Like you see those websites where, you know, they show people getting shot or, or fucking run over by a train or fucking having their head cut off by extremists. And I don't have any interest in those as a younger person, a little bit, you know, um, but I, I've had enough real life experiences of people getting fucked up that I don't really need anything more in the imagination bank so to speak yeah i don't really need to see any more of that if if i it, i i can imagine it if i for, for some reason or another i need to summon that kind of feel into my mind fucking hey dude i don't know how people do that on a regular basis that deal with that type of trauma uh you know and it i imagine you have to uh compartment compartmentalize it compartmentalize it thank you and you know keep yourself emotionally distant from your job in lots of ways because um you know, like an ER surgeon or an ER nurse that are seeing people come in imaginably fucked up every single day. Oh God, I couldn't do that shit at all. You know? Um, and I, and I assume, uh, police probably have that problem, although, you know, not hopefully not on the daily day by day, every, every day sort of thing. I I'm sure cops, even in the quiet, quietest area, see some crazy shit over the years. Um, and it's funny. I, when I was younger, people will talk about post-traumatic stress disorder. And I was like, well, yeah, I could, I could see if, you know, if you were being pinned down by gunfire and your buddy got blown up next to you and, you know, that would cause you that kind of stress. But it turns out like turn, lots of things can do that. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm certainly not saying I have post-traumatic stress disorder. I, I don't. Um, but I could see if you got exposed to that shit on a regular basis, how you could, because it, it's, you know, just the little glimpses I've seen were disturbing. Um, and... Yeah, you know, but yeah, just the world sucks. Apparently, <laughs> I don't want to see any more bad shit in my life. I don't need it. I want to be a positive person. Uh, okay, let's see what else we got. <laughs> Considering buying acreage for an off-grid home. That's an interesting topic. I'm not going to click on it. I'm, instead, I'm going to talk with it yet with you guys how many of you guys would be up for that an off-grid home by that i assume they mean you know like no electricity besides what they make for themselves no plumbing or sewer except for what they make for themselves you know, and all that good stuff uh yes john it, it is that gutty professor yeah he's the one that made the uh, thread i haven't clicked on it to see where he is on it but it's an interesting idea um i couldn't do it I mean, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't, couldn't. If I could live off the grid if I had a shitload of money to spend to, to get it right. Because uh, my idea of living off the grid would be like a, a, a tons and tons of solar panels. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to live without electricity. I just don't want to do that. I like being away from other people and I like seclusion. So I do like the idea of, you know, off the grid in that retrospect, because that means you can live as far out uh, away from people as you want yeah if you don't need electricity and plumbing you just pick wherever the fuck you want at the woods and no one's ever going to see your house and, and i like that but i also want electricity and plumbing so it limits how far away from civilization i can actually get 
Uh, plus the fact that uh, if it doesn't have Wi-Fi, if it doesn't have internet and Amazon delivery, I don't want to live there. After all, we're not savages anymore. <laughs> oh, it's like I need a drink. Oh, I'm so parched today. There you go. That's better. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that some parts of it would be awesome. A lot of it would be wasted on me. Um. I told you guys last week about, I have a friend of mine who is a truck driver and uh, between buying his current house in mid Michigan at a good price and then selling it at a good price and him saving up some money, he bought a house in the upper peninsula uh, paid off. Like, you know, so he's like in his early forties, I think he's 40 and he's got his house paid off. And because he's a truck driver, he doesn't give a shit about driving like fucking three or 400 miles out of his way to get home at the end of the week, <laughs> you know? Uh, so for them, it's fucking perfect. They got like 40 acres, um, you know, and, and hunting blinds set up and all this good shit. And, and, and on one level, I'm really fucking jealous of them just because it looks like they have their perfect life. It's exactly what they wanted. You know, they want to live out in the middle of fucking nowhere and hunt all the time. Like he hunts every day when he's when he's home on his acreage and shit like that. Um, and and I don't have, I don't and don't get me wrong. I have no desire in hunting. I don't want to live out in the, that much in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so that's not what I'm jealous of. But I'm jealous of the fact that he has managed to make his life exactly how he wants it. Um, and you know, and that's rare. I'm, I don't think there's a lot of people out there that can say their life is exactly how they want it. I love my life. I love my wife. <laughs> I've got a lovely wife and a lovely life, <laughs> but it's not exactly what I want. I'd like to do a lot more voiceover work. I would actually like to quit my job and just do voiceover work or just do podcasts. So, you know, I cannot say that my life is exactly how I want, but this guy can. And, you know, so good for fucking him. I mean, I mean, after, after I got over my brief bout with je jealousy, I'm really happy with, with the guy or for the guy rather, you know, that's gotta be pretty fucking cool to be living life on exactly your terms. He doesn't have his own, doesn't have a boss. He's a trucker, you know, um, and now he doesn't have to worry about neighbors. So yeah, good for him. How about you guys? Are any of you doing exactly what you want to do or, or at least on the surface? I mean, I, this is Facebook posts I'm seeing on this dude. For all I know, him and his fight, wife fight every night. And, you know, he's got some three or four sexually transmitted diseases that are making his life miserable. I don't know. I don't know any of this shit, but on the surface, it looks like he's pretty happy with what he's got going on. So tit says he's perfect. Um, Sly is asking me a question. Let's see. Let's say your wife read an erotica book. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Then she wanted a fantasy. She wants to take drugs to simulate death or rigor mortis. She wants to be paralyzed while you plow her with J. Mendigo. <laughs> That's an interesting one. Um, are the drugs safe? I don't know. I mean, that wouldn't be my thing. That'd be, that'd be weird, but, uh, you know... Uh, I, she occasionally uh, does, uh, you know, things for me. So I, I have a hard time telling her no if that's what she really wanted. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Kevin Barber. What's going on, K-Barb? What's up, bro? What did I miss? Not a lot. Just me being stupid, dude. How you doing? I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> oh, no. Come on. <laughs> How, how's everything? What I want to bet on. You what? I said if you played the odds, that'd be the one to bet on. He's doing something stupid. But anyways, how you doing, K? Hey man, I'm uh, I'm trying my best out here, you know, yeah. kind of taking a um, a more balanced approach to, to life. There you go. That's what you got to do, man. One day at a time. So what's new with you? Tell me more. Um. Well, right now, you know, still doing my DoorDash and 
I've been talking to Sue. I've been talking to some social media marketers, um, trying to, you know, a couple people came across my page and, you know, they like my positivity, which is cool. And, you know, I tell them my situation. I'm as real as can be, man. I'm someone that's made a lot of mistakes, you know, someone that's in a position of life right now where I don't want to fucking be. But the reality is, you know, you made an, I made an appointment to be here from the mistakes that I've made. So, I mean, it's time to man up and, and approach life a little bit, a little bit more, you know, gracefully or a little bit more adult like. You know, I don't really know the exact word, but no, no, I, no, no. Go ahead, check you know, Yeah, no, dude, fucking. Um, it's it's like we talked about uh, the last time you were on the show. You know, fucking your dreams and your goals are noble things that you have, but you know, until you until you got your shit taken care of, you know, you can't really help anybody with their shit. So I'm glad to hear that you're getting your shit together. Um. So is the DoorDash thing the only thing you got going on? I don't click on your threads. You got to remember that. I don't like the way people talk to you. So I, I, I'll normally check in, and then after that, I'm out of it. So you know, um, so I don't really know what you've uh, been going on. Uh, excuse me, what you've been doing for the last week or two. Yeah, so um, so I would, yeah, I'm doing DoorDash right now, but it's kind of it's getting me to where I need to go. Like I said, I talked to a, so, a couple of social media marketers. They, they really like what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm about, but, you know, they want me to invest, obviously, and it takes money to invest to – to grow your page and to grow whatever you're trying to do out here. And, you know, at the end of the day, I want to motivate people, but you're right. How am I going to motivate people when I can't motivate myself and I go through a lot of highs and lows, but you know, I'm going to kind of stay on the, on the down low these next couple months, try to get some stuff done, try to, you know, put myself in a position where I can, you know, add value to people's lives. And, and uh, like I said, I'm going to kind of lay low these next few months and, and work on myself and work on these opportunities that these, that these gentlemen have presented me and, and kind of just see where it goes and, you know, uh, present results and, you know, give something that people can relate to where they want to, you know, maybe do whatever I intend to do, you know? There you go. Hey, Jitsu, how you doing, boss? What's up, big dog? How we doing? We're doing excellent. How you doing? I'm awesome, bro. What's up, K-Barbs? How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Fucking pretty good, man. Man, I haven't. I, I've tried not to bust your balls too hard on that thread. I had to do a little bit, bro. Shit. But you sound like a, a, a positive guy, man. I feel kind of bad for you in certain ways. Listen, I am. Like, you try, and then <laughs> all these people are, all these people are getting up in your shit, man. What the fuck happened? <laughs> well, you know what, man. I I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect human being, and you know, honestly, I, I haven't really been that social of a, of a person my whole life until we start to, you know, go places mentally where we've never really been. And then you get there and you, you're somewhere, but you don't know where the fuck you are and everyone's in a different place mentally. So you just kind of live to adjust and that's what I'm doing. And, and honestly, someday, and even today I could say the OG, the OG is part of my growth. I mean, I need people on the OG to tell me, you know, that your shit, your shit stinks and your shit stinks bad because you know, you I am where I am, you know, and I can't tell people where I'm going to go. I just got to get there. And when I get there, I, you know, I, I'm just a big ball of fucking shit right now. Well, all right. Stop that right there. Cause you know, let me ask you a couple questions. All right. I'm not, I, I'm not fucking with you too hard. I'm, I'm not, this isn't fake. I'm curious about a couple things just because, all right, you, you come off like a guy to me who's read the secret or like how to win friends and influence others or something like that. Is that where you get this like uh, life coach self-help stuff from? Is that where that like originated? Honestly, man, I've never read that book, but I, I intend to, you know where this whole thing stems from, man. You know, I, 
my dad was my dad owns a vinyl siding business, and I've been doing vinyl siding my whole life. The 2013, I hit my first bet. I started, you know, I've been watching mixed martial arts since I graduated high school. 2013 is when I finally did something on my own that I felt like I followed what I believed in. And it was the end of 2000. It was December 28, 2013. I hit it for eight grand. And that night, I kind of had this revelation of, oh, I finally did something in my life that has been on me. You know, I started, I remember, dude, I hit the whole fucking card. Uh, UFC 168, I hit every single fucking fight, every single under, and I won nine grand. And from then, I've just had this up and down kind of uh, mental battle to try to reach exactly where I know I can be. But to stay there, you know, it's hard to stay in a, a balanced mental place when... Uh, have you ever done any? So have you read any of the self-help? Because I, I see this is what I know for me, bro. I, I didn't participate or jump in when you I, I know you were like trying to do a, America's Got Talent or something a while back. Yeah, some shit like like I said, I've been there for like 10 years or something. I come and go. But when the K-Barb stuff, I didn't really jump on that bandwagon. I didn't miss. I didn't see your your rise and fall or whatever, you know, and so. Yep. The reason I'm curious is, is were you saying like like you say a lot of positive energy stuff and then like you're a glass is half full kind of person, right? And that's that's a good thing to be, dude. Like especially well, maybe not. That's probably not the thing to be on the OG because right. that's where people go to spew fucking bullshit. That's where we everyone goes to get that shit out of their system as opposed to be uh, putting in the positive, get the positive energy. That's where people are dumping their negative energy to go be positive right. in the real world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, of course. So I'm just wondering, like, like you sound like you wanted to do some life coaching and all this stuff. And so I was just wondering where that seed came from in the sense of like, did, do you have any training or, or stuff to say to it other than, yo, bro, just go for yours. Do it. No, man. You know what? what you know what it honestly came from? It just comes from the reaction of people that, do reach out to me for help, and then I then help them, and then the gratitude that they have for what I said and what I did and how I made them feel. That's where it stems from. So basically, you're doing a bunch of stuff that's in these Dale Carnegie books. and it, like So basically, this is how it works, dog. Dale Carnegie wrote this book called How to Win Friends and Influence Other Others back in the 30s, right? Okay. And anything you're going to fucking read, you're going to go to Tony Robbins, you're going to go to all these other fucking goofballs, and most of the shit is a regurgitation of that book, right? Now, you could go find a book by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. He's mm. the guy that all the bad brains dude loves. Um, uh, all those people are doing stuff, but they're basically doing Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence Others. So I was just wondering if you if you have or haven't read that book, number one, I would recommend that uh, mm. to anyone on the planet. And for you, with where you sound like you are, I would say you should go read that, bro. That's yeah. something that would probably... Give what is it? Help. The Dale Carnegie one? Yeah, Dale Carnegie. How to win friends and influence others. Right. So I'm trying to pull quick that my boy, who was the owner of Tap Out, used to say, and uh, he used to make us all read this fucking book, right? The reason <laughs> I made friends with him was because I, I, the reason I made friends and he hired me was because I had already read the book. I already knew knew how to do this shit. Some people just right. do it naturally. You yep. do it naturally. Hold on one second. Hey, my friend, I'm here to pick up a DoorDash for Olivier. Yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What's up, Olivier? All right, take your time, hey. brother. What's up? <laughs> Olivier, you take care. You live your best life, Olivier. <laughs> All right, but yeah, man, continue. I appreciate your, uh, I appreciate your everything you're saying, and you know that's why I came on here. I knew there'd be something good 
I, I, other than Jay, obviously. Uh, I, I think I'm shit, dude. But, but Jits is throwing you some good advice. He is. He definitely is. So I also do social media marketing for a living. Thank you, my friend. Advice. I'm going to give you a little advice here on that as well. Before you for sure. Some fucking retard. But let me try to <laughs> see if I can find my fucking my mask shit. Um, basically, you got to stick with the – you're doing you, – you have the – your heart is in the right place, right? But basically, you sound like you're a fucking degenerate, which I've been also. Right. In a funny way, not in a bad way. No, the reality is, the reality, it's like survey says degenerate, but future says and potential says otherwise, but it's all about putting the action to work and, you know, and get off my fucking ass and really, realistically keep my mouth shut and fucking just do it. Well, I'm 44 and I am a fucking degenerate. I've managed porn companies, uh, <laughs> gone to jail. I was in a gang. I'm a fucking asshole. So I don't mind. I like degenerates. I like to give them. Sound like a nice degenerate. guy. I'm fucking awesome, dude. I'm fucking rad unless you piss me off. I might beer bottle you. But that's Fuck just you, me. Bro. Right. So hang on. I'm going to put on this fucking thing for you. I want you to hear this. Now, this is my old boss. And what up? Let me see if this works. Is that mask or... Uh, yeah, that's mask. Oh, no doubt. He's the one that passed, right? Mask? Yeah, I used to be his assistant. Oh, what's your name, man? My name's Jay. Jay, Okay. So I worked for them. I was I planned his fucking funeral. Oh man! Did the whole thing. I love that dude, right? I'm sorry I feel lost, brother. I'm sure you guys had a really tight connection, man. He was a really good dude. I. You know what I'm saying? And regardless of here, now listen. Hey, thanks for the love, Sly. All right, my bad, but I want to hear this. I just when you see something on the inside, you listen. But I read these self-help books or these dream books like Michael Jordan and all these guys that had a dream. And I go, you know what? At the end of the day, this, the world's going to know my dream. One day I will say, I just believed that I was going to believe and chose to believe it. And, that, and, and I'll be able to tell other guys sometimes, hey, man, everybody's given their own GPS to some dream. Only you. It's your, it's your vision, your dream. Only you are going to have to fall like you to get far to see down that road. And that's just what it is. I believe it was that way with Tap Out. And, and I'm 100% behind being an extension, being an underdog, and I like being a team player to the sport and to the fighters. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, the farmer just plows the field and waters it and fertilizes it, but he makes his money off the corn. Well, the corn is a fighter's maybe we're just farmers. That's all right. We go out there every day and work. Interesting. <laughs> no, that's some good stuff. That's that's mask, right? Yeah. He had a vision and he went for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Dude, guy, guy has an impressive story. It's a, you know, it's a shame it ended the way it did. Um, just how do you think he would feel about wh wh where the company went after he passed away? He rolled over in his fucking grave. How to stop buffering oh. issues anywhere, anytime, instantly. <laughs> Why it's not doing so good these days at all? Tap out. <laughs> no, that, that was a loaded question. I expected that answer, so I do apologize for that. Uh, yeah, uh, they basically went from a um, mixed martial arts apparel com company to a, uh, I don't even know what the fuck you call them now. Commercial? Well, they're owned like by WWE now, but basically, the I was trying to find the video, and that, that's not it. But did you hear the part where he's saying believe? Yes. Just simply believe. You got a dream you believe in? Yep. Okay? That's the part you need to stick with, dog. Now, right. 
you need you're obviously you're you're trying to get to fucking 10 without putting it you're not putting in dime bag hours in order right. to get somewhere you got to put in the hours right dime bag daryl great guitar player he sucked one summer he goes into the into his room and he doesn't come out all summer and then he comes out and he's a really good guitar player that's because he went and he fucking put in dime bag hours you, right. you haven't put in the dime bag hours yet to be a, a life coach or someone to inspire people. But you can be if you want to believe in you, if you believe in that dream. If that's something you really want to do, you need to go get your ass some Dale Carnegie. You need to go get your ass on some of that stuff, read that shit, and then start applying those things to your life before you worry about that. The OG is a place for fucking clowning. Like, you, bro, mustard dogs, you're the fucking man. The fact that you're willing to put yourself out like that, <laughs> that's cool, homeboy. Make a crack a joke or you're on yourself, dude. Right. But don't let these motherfuckers get up in your shit too much because everyone that's a place for clowning, dog. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's yeah. a place. Yeah. Don't let motherfuckers get you there. You need to own your shit there. If you're fu- like, I'm a fucking idiot. I go on there and I tell people that I worked at a porn company and was in a gang. And then I'll explain shit that about why I, how I know this or that, and they'll just dwell on the fact that I'm a degenerate piece of shit that worked at a, in a porn company and was from a gang, you know? Right. You're not, yeah. you're not speaking or going to change anyone's mind there. But if that's what you actually want to do, like, I felt bad for you, bro, because you're listening to a fucking dipshit like Icy Mike or these other dumb, dumb motherfuckers that... That guy fought a fucking ninja to get it fucking viral, bro. That's what happened. Like, that's... He came yeah. into the fucking OG fucking... 15 years later, after the fact, like the OG has been around fucking forever. This is what the OG where you're fucking posting and popping shit from is the OG thing that kept that sport going when it was dead. Not sure, dog. The OG did that, right? That's where everyone in the industry, like the reason I'm on the OG is because I had to check that shit every day because that was my target market. And I had to check it to see what people were saying about what fighter, who was good, who's bad, who am I going to sponsor? Who do I need to find out? Dana White's on there fucking every day. Fucking Joe Rogan's on there every day. All of the UFC was on there every single day. Now, they're not there anymore because it became a shit show, right? But up until about 2010 and 2011, that was the industry. That's where the industry actually fucking discussed shit and partied and fucking hung out, you know? Mm. Now it's a remnant of what it is. But you understand, like, when you see some guy come along in 20, right? And gonna try to start telling people about fucking uh, defense techniques and fighting ninjas and stupid shit. You're not everyone's jaded. We all seen this shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You're gonna come in. You're gonna make it on uh, if America's Got Talent. All right, cool. Well, I'm from. I live literally walking distance to Warner Brothers and Disney Studios. I'm not gonna be impressed by that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everyone in their mu- flyover fuck mother comes out to my city to make it in Hollywood and then fake. And they're going to go back to wherever the fuck they came from and they're going to tell you how L.A. sucked it. It didn't matter, blah, blah, blah. You know what it was? They didn't fucking put in the dime bag hours. They didn't fucking put in the time. They didn't believe enough. They didn't, they didn't want to hear it when they needed to be told that they needed to drop 20 pounds and get 10 pounds higher IQ. They needed more talent. Didn't. No, it was L.A. that did it, right? Uh-huh. So yeah, you my get, thing you is... Get- Put in that dime bag. Put in those dime bag hours. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, but no, you dude, you're you're one hundred percent right, dude. I started podcasting in two thousand seven. 
Okay, 2007. So we've been, I've been podcasting for fucking 14 years. Uh, I think I've put in the time, and I'm still not fucking pod, podcasting famous or any shit like that. So <laughs> when Jitsu says that you got to put in the time, he 100% is correct. It's not going. It's not going to happen just overnight. Yeah, no, I, 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 I appreciate everything you just said, man, and and you know, I, I definitely. With all the debt that I've compounded on my life through the gambling, I always feel like I need to make that big hit. But it's it's not a good way to think. It's definitely How not a good you, way bro? to think. I'm 29. Oh, shit. You're still, you're still a youngster, bro. You're, you know what your problem is? You still think you're bulletproof. You still, yeah, yeah. You're just realizing that you're not right now. Like, when I was a kid, I was fucking bulletproof, bro. I didn't go to fucking jail for the first time until I was 33. Because yeah. I fucking had punched so many people in so many bar shit for so many years. Fucking just handled another motherfucker. Well, right. shit caught up with me, right? Shit's yeah, catching it, up with you. You, you know what I'm saying? Stop being illegal after yeah. a while. <laughs> eventually, eventually, you got to pay what you owe. You know. But yeah, that's, that's well, that's life. that's what I'm kind of taking more like day by day. Just chill the fuck out, chill the fuck out, shut the fuck up, and kind of you know, and, and build on something. Start something first of all, then build on it rather than trying to fucking get you know from A to Z. You know and Don't, so now I'm going to tell you both, both you fuckers, you flyover fucks, a little bit of uh, social media marketing, just one-on-one for you guys. So you don't have to really worry about paying someone or having someone else do your shit for you. Yeah. Um, start up your face, start up a Facebook group, an Instagram and a Twitter, right? Just have it sitting there, right? Whether or not you need, you don't go trying to get people to follow it. Don't go trying to like, why isn't it growing? It will grow organically. If you are doing something that people like and want to go find out, hey, what find out more about you, right? Right. So like yeah. Jay should have a Facebook group, or oh, he doesn't need a he Twitter. fucking should he, because Twitter is a place where a bunch of fucking dickwads you can tweet at each other, but it's so many other. It's a Twitter's just I don't like Twitter. It's a fucking useless format. I don't have it's a Twitter. Just a bunch of fucking butthurts. Whereas yeah. Facebook, you actually are, can build your a forum. You could take the forum aspect of, of this podcast over to Facebook and have people posting all day in that group text, you know, like, you know, right. But you put some people are exclusive to Instagram. Some people only do Twitter. So you have to have all three and there are apps where you, there are apps where you post, do one post and it'll hit all three or whatever social media apps you're trying to do. Right. Yep. And I see, Mike, what he said is correct. You want to be providing content and entertainment to people. So you don't need to be just posting off a bunch of stupid shit, you know. But you just need to have that stuff there. And when you do have a topic that you feel that you – the best way to gain is when you feel that – if you're quick on something. If you want to be quick on a topic that you feel that you have some expertise or or some knowledge of, say something's in the news or the media or something unique to what you actually do have to offer – well, that's where you go and you make your fucking posts and stuff. And then you make a thread about that maybe on the OG. The OG has awesome search engine optimization ability. So you could, like, if I wanted to fuck over someone, I could just make a thread about it on the OG. And that motherfucker is going to end up on the front page of Google because uh, they have such a high uh, traffic rate. Okay. Hmm. So... The way like yeah, people will do backlinks <laughs> for search engine optimization, people will go into like try and find do backlinks into Wikipedia and shit or like 
um, other sites. You can do that shit with the OG and just get people. You can give whatever topic you want if you want to hit the front of Google as long as it's not something that, you know, a bunch of companies are paying to be at the top of Google for already, you know? Right. So right. you find your unique, like, marketing is telling a story and how you're going to tell your story, right, to the mm. masses. And so you have to look at it like that. What does a fan, look at it as a fan. Don't look at it as yourself just trying to get people to come, hey, ch yo, check me out. You're not doing yo, check me out. You're doing what I wanted to find. What if I wanted to find a fucking life coach? What would I want in my life coach? If I wanted to find a fucking fun podcast, what do I want in my podcast? And that's all, and that's all these people are going to do for you. They're going to go tell your story for you. What a marketer does is I go, like I worked at a boutique marketing agency. I took, we, me and my partner had just been on the Ultimate Fighter. They had, they their they their website crashed after being on the Ultimate Fighter because, uh, everyone saw it and they wanted to buy a tab out shirt. Um, so that blew them up to a level that they weren't ready for. So like with my company, we do like boutique marketing. We'll go in and we'll. Um, we'll get you like stationary. We'll get you into the trade shows you want to be in. Um, every industry has trade shows and it's a fake it till you make it kind of world, right? So you need to have, you need to look whether you're, you're faking it, whether it's real or not, you need to look like you have your shit together, right? Mm. So fake it, fake it till you make it is another thing I would, I would recommend is, you know, you gotta look professional. You gotta look like you know what you're doing, whether you know what you're doing or not. You know, don't let them know that. But <laughs> you you need to have you know your eyes and t eyes dotted and t's crossed. You know. Yeah. So I watched. Uh, I was on a call today, and uh, exact yeah, they exactly the same. Man. So I I, I I can tell you obviously know your shit because the call that I listened to, to to today pretty much summed up what I do and what I need to do, which is exactly what you just said. Present yourself as an expert rather than presenting your, your presenting people with. Oh, I have something for you. You have to already present, you know, what you have through a story. And me, I'm trying to present my story through being like, oh, look at me. And, and you know, like I said, man, I've only been doing this for a year and a half. Like I had 240 Instagram followers a year and a half ago, and now I have 4,000, which is still nothing. But hey, it but shows you built something right there, right? That that means 4,000 people were willing to give you a shot. They're willing to pay attention to you. Now, are you going to abuse that? That are you gonna abuse what they the the are you gonna fucking give them something back for that? You know what I mean? Right. Don't, you and, don't want to obnoxious them with overposting or give them useless shit. Give them something worth a shit to make them reassure them that they made the right choice. Right. And uh, yeah. And, and you know what? I feel like I've let my I've let my friends supporters. I don't like the word followers, but friends supporters down because you know I say a lot of shit and then I and then I don't fulfill them because what i say is so fucking outlandish that you know when i don't get it i fall back mentally but that's why i'm i feel more balanced these days i'm not trying to you know really shoot for the moon just kind of try to accept where i am day by day and right you know you should that's always it. you should always under promise and over deliver as opposed to over promise and under deliver bro like yeah you know what i mean so like say you've got something cool you got coming up you know Keep it as keep it to yourself, and then give them some. Whoa, shit! You know, but if you tell them you got the most awesome shit coming up, and then hey, maybe it's not that awesome. It's two ways of looking at it. You know, you could either give them 
they give them something that they weren't even expecting that oh that's cool or you could give them something that oh they said this was going to be the coolest thing ever and oh it's not that cool it's the same right. same thing it could be the exact same subject could be whatever it is that you want to show someone it's just a matter of how you approach it mm. anyway i just felt bad for you bro because your shit's comedy, and then I felt bad because I got up in fucking Icy Mike's ass, which I don't hate that guy either. Good for him doing his thing, but he fought a fucking midget, so I had to point that out, and then everyone fucking jumped on his shit. And then mustard, mustard dogs and fucking drawings and shit, bro. That was fucking comedy. Own that yeah. shit, bro. Don't fucking get butthurt about it. No. Don't get mad. Just own it and be... Just, yeah, what? I'll suck Wait. your fucking dick. Give me some, what? you know? Just fucking... <laughs> just be like, yeah, whip it out. Yeah, well, yo, so oh, I went on a I went on a uh, a Zoom call yesterday with the guy who wrote it, the guy who drew it. Funny, that shit. That... And I showed him my cock. I showed him. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I said, yo, let's get on a Zoom. I just want to see who's uh, you know talking, you know, because man, I'm someone that went to fucking bars and 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 started preaching motivational speaking. Like I I often find myself in the not not the right place to do what I'm trying to do, but I'm learning through it. I'm mean enough to be like, yo, all right, I look like a fucking idiot right now. I'll do my best to not look as idiotic in my next move, you know? There you go. Like I said, go get that Dale Carnegie book. Don't fucking, don't, don't not do it. You can get that shit on audio book. You could get, I'll tell you right now, go on. You could find that shit on YouTube and listen to it on YouTube. I'm sure if you go in there and to the search function. Oh, yeah, whatever copyright on that way fast. Yeah, no, I've heard some good things about Dale Carnegie. I guess there's another one, too, about, like, memory that he does to, like, re remember stuff. You relate things to another. Because well, that's part That's part of the book, actually. It's it's called it's word association. So, like, it's oh, okay. basically how you um you remember people. So here's, here's like, a here's like a thing of it would be, like, okay, the, what, what do you think is the most beautiful sound to someone's ears? Uh, clap. No, the sound of their own name. Oh, the sound of their name. Uh, I was picturing like fucking having sex, like clap. Yes. Yeah, so, so you so you remember that person's name, and when you remember people's names, um, which is hard to do because most people go, "Oh, I'm sorry, what was your name again?" You know, yeah. shit like that. If you can sit there and figure out a way to go like Barb's K Bar, K Barbie, Barbie K Shop, and, and now I've now I'm thinking this. Hey, that's there's Barbie K Barbie. Okay, I'm gonna think of Barbie or whatever when I think of you. You do a name, a word association, give them a nickname. Think of it to where you remember that person's name and you use it. That will get you. It's, it's basically a big book on how to do sales, really. It's a sales and marketing book, but it, it works in life because it's like if you remember someone's, someone's birthday and you send them a card on their birthday. This is obviously in the 1930s when people wrote more to each other and, and you know did those types of things. It could just as soon be a text message or um, a, a, a Facebook post nowadays, right? You can yeah. have Facebook that's going to remind you of that sort of stuff. But remembering those types of things, making people feel special, shaking someone's hand with a good handshake, looking them in their eyes, remembering them, remembering their first and last name, remembering things that they said to you, as opposed to just hearing it and not, um, and then going back to telling your part of the story or the thing that you're trying to get out. Those things work, and so that's what it is. It's, it, it's a it's a word association. It's how to remember. It's it's a memory word association thing on people's names. You know. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, I'll it's in that book. It's it's obviously it. deeper in that book. I haven't read that book in fucking fifteen years, to be honest with you. But it definitely mm. it definitely worked for 
like I always kind of practice. There's also one called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is an older one, which is good. Um, mm. All that, all that part shit, of that one. All that shit basically comes down to Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence Others. It's shit he wrote, read. Okay. In, it, it was written 80, 100, fucking 1930s, bro. And then everyone yeah. else has come around since and taken it. There's first guy that took it was a guy named Napoleon Hill. And uh, his stuff is actually cool too, but they're the guys that built the whole self-help Tony Robbins, that whole fucking industry is all people that have read that book or something like it, like The Secret, and are basically doing a lot of the same shit. Um, mm-hmm. I heard you got introduced as Kevin Ward uh, the other day. Well, Kevin Ward Real Estate. I took yeah. his. He was a California real <laughs> estate agent. I took his real estate classes fucking years ago. He's a good guy. He's a good salesman. Oh, you know? really? Oh, yeah. shit. So that's who you got. Kevin that's who you got interview in, in, introdu- introduced as. But he's got a YouTube channel you could check out. You can check out Kevin Ward, uh, Kevin Ward's real estate channel, or Kevin Ward. Um, I'm not sure what he calls his channel now, but he, he used to be just a fucking real estate agent with uh, what's the fucking not 20th century with whatever the other one is. I was looking at doing real estate a few years ago, <laughs> and he had a bunch of videos up there that he taught the actual. The actual classes that you need to know to pass the California real estate exam. And then from there, he's built his own thing into a self-help, uh, making money, flipping cash, flipping houses, uh, a thing like you're trying to do, bro. Check him out. Yeah. No, I will check it out. And, you know, it's – I definitely got to bring some value to my life before I bring to others. And I think I'm going to chill the fuck out until I do that. So I appreciate everything you said, my man. Sorry, man. It's nice to meet you, bro. Calm your shit. Is uh, But, like, it was fun. I didn't want – I felt bad when I'm, I'm like – I'm going to crack jokes on stuff, you know? But I didn't want you to think mm-hmm. that, like, not all of us are evil. Or, or, we don't, no one wants to see you fucking eating a bullet or anything there, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't fucking take that shit too deep. You know, no one wants to see you doing that. They're still going to fucking make fun of your shit. But, because, you know, you put it out there and that's funny. But right. that's how you're going to get part be, be part of it eventually. If you can stand, if you can stay through the fire and take it and, and come back, you'll be fine. If you get butt hurt and bail and go, I'm fucking out of here. Fuck this place. <laughs> You know, well, I've done that about a hundred times. It doesn't work. You always come back, anyways. I trust me. I speak more experienced. <laughs> <laughs> right. I still want my uh, jinx back. But anyway, it was nice to meet you, man. That's what I had to say because I want to make Kevin Barb's great again. You're the man, brother. I look forward to talking to you again. I'm sure we'll talk again soon for sure, bro. Right on, brother. Take care, bud. No doubt. You too, brother. Alrighty. All right, well, that is going to call it a show. I appreciate uh, you calling in. I appreciate you calling in, K Barb's. You're more than welcome to call in anytime. You know that. I appreciate you, Jay. That's why I had to jump on, man. I just seen it was 640, and I'm like, oh, let me go see what, what my man Jay's up to. I know I said I was going to come on here the other day, and I didn't, so here I am and got some got no some good problem. knowledge. All right, you got anything you want to drop before we get out of here? Um, Well, my, besides my balls, I, I mean, they're in the process, but I should right. be good, man. Thank, right. thank, you, thank you for the time, brother. All right, you have a good one, Kate Burst. We'll talk to you later. All righty. Well, I think we're going to call that a show. Uh, I want to thank K-Barbs for calling in. I want to thank Jitsu for all the great fucking advice, both to him and I. Apparently, I've got some work to do. Uh, speaking of work, we'll be back tomorrow at 6 o'clock to do the shit all over again. So uh, until next time, I'm Passive J. You guys have yourself a great day. Simchin for the OG. Yeah.